0: Hi everybody, I'm Sus Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Today's guest is Katrina McCarter. Katrina is a best-selling author, an international speaker, an award-winning business owner and Australia's number one expert on marketing with no money. She's the CEO and founder of marketing and research consultancy, Marketing to Mums, and quite frankly, she wears so many hats, I'm surprised she's not exhausted. She joins me today to share some secrets and strategies for how to get the word out about your business without it costing you a bomb. Hi, Katrina. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. It's great to have you here.
1: Oh, it's fabulous to be here.
0: Thanks, Seth. Now, Katrina, you're an expert in finding creative, practical ways to market businesses with no money. And I reckon that's something that is music to our listeners ears because a lot of small businesses have zero marketing budget. So how did you um, come about this theory and this idea of marketing with no money?
1: Oh, well, it's such a good question. Well, I really believe that why spend money if you don't have to and why not keep your profits high? And uh, the learning really came to me, my very first business, which I launched uh, about 11 years ago now. And um, I had um, I had just booked my first print campaign and I had these wildly high expectations that I was going to drive a whole heap of website traffic to my business. And I heard absolute crickets. And I just thought, wow, I may well Well, have driven down the street with my window, you know, rolled down and thrown out, you know, hundred dollar bills. It was just incredibly ineffective and uh, fairly despondently. I reached out to another woman who had an online parenting web- a website on the other side of Australia. And I, we kind of exchanged our startup stories and we got talking about the difficulties of marketing and growing a business. And off the cuff, I just said, look, if I could find a really good prize, would she be interested in running a joint competition with me? And the mode of entry would be to sign up to both of our our newsletters and she was like yes yes I'm in but she said how about we try and get a third player and so I reached out to Australia's largest parenting community at that stage and I said look if I got a really good prize would you come on board and to my surprise she actually said yes and over the next 10 days we ran a joint competition and I added seven and a half thousand new members to my database within 10 days and that just completely blew blew my mind because all that it cost me was $50 for some graphics and some time spent to negotiate and organize and organize the competition. And I guess to put that in into some perspective, if I had done that as a paid advertising activity, it would have cost me about $10,000 to get, you know, seven, seven and a half thousand new subscribers. So this was just a mind-blowing moment for me. And I really, from then, started experimenting with different ways to grow and market your business that didn't cost anything. And that's something that I've really stayed true to in the decade or so since I've been in business.
0: So that moment was a real game changer for you. And you were able to see that partnerships, I guess, were one of the ways forward to be able to get some traction for your business without having to cough up lots of dosh.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Like I really learned for me, uh, after I did it the first time I went Wow this is something that I could replicate over and over again and I used that same strategy and I and I collaborated with another um, uh, organization each month that that shared the same target audience as me but wasn't in direct competition with me and it enabled me to over the next five years to grow a community of 150,000 mums across Australia so I never spent more than $300 a month on marketing activities and most of that was paying for graphics so I can absolutely say it worked.
0: So if I'm a small business owner, where do I start? I noticed you mentioned competitors then, which might often um, people might shy away from that. But sometimes it's that keep your enemies close, (laughs) kind of. A
1: little bit like I I, what I found was like yes we did share the same target audience and yes we were we kind of had some overlap but we also had some differences um, in our service offering as well and we had this belief we shared the same ethic in in the sense and the same value that there was enough for all to go round. and so from that perspective I was working with really like-minded business owners so there was there was a degree of comfort in doing so.
0: And so is that um, one of the first things that a business owner might need to think about? Who else is kind of in my space, has the same kind of ethos as me and would make for a good partner and we can get together?
1: Yeah, kind of. I, I look. I look for three principles. Firstly, that um, there's the same target audience, but not in direct competition. That would be the first thing. The second thing is I'm looking for that mutual exchange of value. It needs to be kind of feel fair and equal for both parties. And then thirdly, I'm looking to make sure that there's shared or, or we share the same ethics and values. So, uh, so that we do business in the same kind of way. That's that's always what I look for in terms of the what a what a successful partner looks like. But in terms of where you'd start, Ces, I'd probably say I, I w- would first want to know what are your business objectives what is it that you're trying to achieve because partnerships can be used in so many different ways if you don't know what it is that you're trying to achieve you're going to waste heaps of time so straight up I want to know what I want to achieve first and then I want to kind of work out what is it that I've got to play with and um, I call that my asset audit what are the things that might be valuable to other businesses that I might want to collaborate with um, and then I want to have a look at like who might make a good partner for me, um, where is their alignment um, and uh, that, that might help me get what I'm trying to get done done essentially. So they're kind of the first three steps that I I'd, uh, I'd go through and then once I understood, who might make a good partner for me, I want to pre-qualify them because I had this terrible experience probably about nine, nine years ago where I did a a competition. I did a joint competition uh, with another business, shared the same target audience. We weren't in competition with each other. And, um, you know, there was a great mutual exchange of value. And we ran a competition at the very end. She started spamming all the new signups, like about two or three times a day, and that just wasn't oh, in keeping. No. Yeah, it wasn't in keeping with the way that I communicated with my community. And boy, did they let me know that I made a mistake. So that taught me a really valuable lesson. And now I make sure that once I've got kind of my hit list of ideal partners, I then start pre-qualifying them, and I follow them, and I start researching them. I do some Google uh, research on them because I want to know that there's no skeletons in the closet, or and I want to <laughs> check that they're you know, who wants to, you know, jump in and, and collaborate with a business and then find that they've got this terrible shady past or something like that. Cause you've spent a long time building up, you know, your reputation in your business. It can really come undone very quickly if you partner with the wrong people. So pre-qualifying a potential partner, I think is vital.
0: And so we've talked about partnerships, but what, um what kind of role does the customer play in, in your marketing? because You know, word of mouth from my experience is one of the best ways that a business can get um, the good word out about their business and can market successfully. A satisfied customer is a great advocate normally and sometimes a disgruntled customer that you treat the right way can become an awesome advocate for your business too. So do you also consider the customer when you're talking about marketing for no money? Absolutely one of the
1: best ways to market your business with no money is to use written testimonials um, what pe- because when people are researching and thinking about doing business with you they're going off and doing their they're checking you out they're researching you and they're wanting to see what other people are saying about you so if you can source really great written testimonials from your customers and you can amplify those so that they're easily accessible for people who might be checking you out that is one of the most effective ways to market your business with no money and in fact in um, I've done a heap of research and I've had a look at this we've done um, a survey of more than 1800 consumers and we asked them what was what had the most influence in terms of them making a purchase whether it be a product or a service and they said written testimonials so um, that's something that I use a lot of so I would Um, not only source them, but I would have them go out on my social media, like once a fortnight, um, I would have them on my website. Um, If I've got a, a workbook or if I'm running a program, I would include written testimonials in there. Anything that is going out to prospective customers should include some written testimonials from
0: your customers. So what's the best way for a business owner to go about collecting those? Because sometimes, you know, business owners can be a bit shy about asking for positive feedback? <laughs>
1: That's such a good question. Um, there's a couple of different ways. Um, if you don't have any and you're kind of starting from ground zero, one of the ways that you could do that is part of a um, a survey that you put out to all your past clients or customers and what you might be as part of that, you might be asking you know, tell me in 100 words or less what what you enjoyed working, uh, why you enjoyed working with us. Um, And um, you could use that as your testimonial. Obviously with their with their authorization to do so, and that can give you a stack of testimonials in one go. The other way is to actually work out at what stage of the experience in working with me. are they are my customers at their peak um, kind of enjoyment level? And, and when are they feeling the absolute best about working with me? and to identify when that timing is and to actually ask for the testimonial at that time. I think what's though really important when you're sourcing testimonials and when you're going out asking for testimonials is where you direct someone to leave them because you've got so many options. They could uh, write it directly to you in an email. Um, you could send them off to Google to leave a review there. You could ask them to leave a Facebook recommendation or review there or you could put that you could send them to LinkedIn and I think it's really important for you to strategically think about how do new customers discover you and if that's if they discover you on Google then you want to make sure that when you're asking for testimonials from clients that you're directing them to leave a Google review because what that's doing is it's building up your testimonials in the right location.
0: Yeah so it's not necessarily about one platform being better than the other it's about like with any kind of social media being at the the right platform for your audience absolutely so also what about that um customer experience element is yeah is that something that that the the businesses should be actively kind to like targeting and make to, to try to make sure that they always deliver the best customer experience Absolutely.
1: So what I say is if you've got a a really small marketing budget, one of the best things you can possibly do is look to exceed the the customer's experience because once you've exceeded the customer's experience, you will then have an army of people going out and talking about you really favourably. And I'd love to actually, um, you're making me think of a story that I'd love to share. Back in 2017, I uh, was speaking in the States and I took the family, over with me to LA and we were off to you know do Universal Studios and and Disneyland and and we were searching for a family hotel and it was such it was so easy to find that the the number one uh, fam, family hotel in LA is a place called the Magic Castle Hotel and it's a really kind of basic Kind of hotel. It's kind of 60s. It's had a lick of paint with lemon paint, but they do three things that are really cheap. Um, that just make their customer experience for families just off the charts so the first thing they do is that they installed an old red rotary phone by the pool and anyone can be lying you know you can be by the pool and you can jump out and you can pick up that red rotary phone and it's the popsicle hotline and when you pick up that phone someone from the hotel will come running out and deliver you a nice ice cold icy pole for you to have while you're poolside and every Every kid wants a go on on ringing the popsicle hotline, so that was the first thing they did. Um, the second thing they did is that they did away with um, uh, mini bars. You know how expensive mini bars are when you and when you are traveling with kids, you are trying to keep them out of the mini bar because you know you are going to have this big, huge bill at the end when you go down to pay. So they don't have mini bars there. What they do have is full size snacks freely available for anyone down in the lobby. So you can go and get any snacks you want at any time of day, unlimited for your family. So that can, that's, you know, parents love that because it saves them some money when their kids are feeling a bit snacky. And then the third thing they did that just sent their customer experience off charts that cost them next to nothing is that all laundry um, is free. So you can send down all the family's dirty clothes and it is laundered for you and it comes back beautifully gift-wrapped and with a sprig of lavender. lavender. So it smells beautiful as well with a personal note from the the person who laundered your clothes for you. And so those three really simple things that really don't cost them a whole lot of money has made them the most talked-about family hotel um, in In LA and everyone wants to go there for this incredible customer experience and it gets people talking. So what is it, I would say to anyone listening, what is it that you can do to absolutely exceed the customer experience? It really is just a little personalised touch that's
0: going to get people talking about you. Yeah. How do you go that extra mile for the customer?
1: Yeah. Or the question would be, what is your popsicle hotline for your business?
0: I'm sure my kids would love that hotel. (laughs) I can't let them ever hear about it.
1: (laughs) Well, listen, the rooms are super basic. It's just these three simple things they've done and they're just the most talked about hotel around.
0: (laughs) So what other kind of marketing tips would you give for business owners that have no money and they're wanting to get their story out there? They don't have money for a PR agent, for example, but they're wanting to get media coverage. How would you suggest they approach that?
1: Oh, a great idea is to be a podcast guest, uh-huh. um, <laughs> just like I am right now. No, it, it, uh, it can be a terrific way for uh, you to increase awareness about your brand or your service offering or your product um, by actually finding out which podcasts are talking to your ideal audience and can you pitch to that podcast host about being a guest on their show. Uh, So that that would be one way if you're looking for media. You could also actually look to be a media source for specific journalists. So again, think about who are the journalists that are speaking to your audience and then get in contact and start developing a relationship with that journalist to let them know that you can be a source on, you know, four or five topics and list those out. Um, I've done that a a couple of times and I've got some great relationships with some mainstream media who will ring me uh, for. Or comments on particular articles that they might be writing, so that's another way which uh, where you could get media.
0: And what about the brand story? Should should businesses have a strong brand story? Like, should they be able to reel off their origin tale and and <laughs> be able to go in front of? Um, a journalist and go, blah, 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 this is me and this is why my business is important?
1: Absolutely. So to me, um, so what we know, particularly if you are trying to appeal to women and a, a lot of businesses are um, because they're they're such um, a financially attractive market here in this country, uh, mothers, for instance, are responsible for 132 billion dollars in spending every year so a lot of people want to get mum's attention well women connect really well with stories so the most important story a business can share is is as you said that origin story that brand story and it's more than a who we are and what we do what what people want to see and what they connect with is what makes you special? What makes you different? Because people choose you for your differences, not because you're the same as everyone else. So it's really an opportunity to demonstrate your passion and and the, and to highlight those things that make you different and make you special.
0: And lastly, could I ask that um, if a business owner has been listening to this and they've got a, a lot of great ideas from you, where should they start? What's the How will they be able to know what's the best tactic for them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great question. I would say I've got the marketing with no money scorecard. So it's a quiz that you can actually do and it will print out for you what are the most relevant marketing with with no money strategies that you can use in your business. And you can access that scorecard at katrinamccarter.com. And it's just on the landing page. You just click on take the scorecard.
0: And I just fill that in, and I'll like Bob's your uncle, as they say. <laughs> yeah.
1: Pretty much within a few minutes, you'll get a report back, and it will have rele- um, It will have marketing with no money strategies that are relevant to you.
0: Oh, fantastic! Thank you, Katrina. It's been great having a chat to you today. Um, I hope to have you on the show again sometime soon as well, because you've got such a wealth of knowledge.
1: Oh, I'd love to be. And, says thanks so much for having me today.
0: Thank you. Bye bye.